Aloha. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. Well, well, well. Here we are. Five months. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Five months. Yeah. I think so. Think so. Five months. We took a, a five month <laughs> vacay, I guess, right? So, yeah, we last recorded March 26th. So it was like shortly after all hell broke loose in 2020. Wow. Yeah. I Here feel we like are. it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so weird. Do you not feel like in some instances, that some days it seems like they take forever. Like, oh my God, could this seriously work? We're only on Wednesday. This feels like it's been going on for three weeks. And then like other days you're like, holy crap, we're in August right. already. So it's so strange. So strange. But yeah, my mind for uh, valuing time is just completely gone out the window. It's just kind of a day by day thing. So here we are hey, five months later. How you like us now? <laughs> Who knows if this will ever make it to being posted, but uh, we're recording, so it's it's a start. So since March, Brittany, how how's how's life? How you been? Well, it's been a little crazy, right? Uh, I think we all had to adjust to this thing not going away and being forced to wear a mask, which was kind of a crazy thing for me with my panic attacks. But I made it through. Um, I have joined the Centaur app, which is, you know, working out with Thor and that's fun. Um, I actually recently flew to Colorado and hiked with my sister all over Colorado. Um, so yeah, I think that I'm finally starting to feel, this is, I was thinking about this today. I'm finally starting to feel a little bit like my old self. I'm not running, running per se, but I feel like that beast again. I feel like, you know, stronger, fitter, like I'm on the right path. So woohoo. Yeah, I like that. I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's easy to get get caught up in, in everything going on and get swallowed up. I, I think, honestly, that's probably why our five-month yeah. hiatus lasted five months, honestly, because I, I think we were, our initial intentions were just kind of to take a, a week or two just to kind of regroup a little bit, had some ideas on segments and things we want to introduce, and we just got swallowed up in life. But it's... It's good. So you've uh, you found hiking. Yeah, I'm still doing the elliptico. Um, I'm doing more Zumba. Um, like I said, the Centaur app, there's a hit workout that I do every morning. And like you said, like um, just how time can fly differently. The first three rounds are like, wow, I'm already on the, the third round. And then four or five and six are like, is this ever going to end? But, um, you know, they're just little quick workouts in the morning I can do. So by the time I get home, I don't feel so bad if I can't do something extra. Um, and it's, it's short enough that I can squeeze it in and not be waking up at an ungodly hour to get it in. And the pandemic has helped with traffic. So I do have to say that that's been nice. Um, but yeah, Kenny, you know, I had such a great time hiking and Kenny used to hike a lot since he can't run. And I, that was something I was thinking today too. Like what do runners do when they can't run anymore? Bike? Well, also we hike. Um, it's just, it's more peaceful, you know, like the, we did six miles and, like three and a half hours. <laughs> As a runner, you're like, what the? That's like, a Disney half marathon. Right, right. It was a, it's a Disney 10K time for sure, right? Um, but it's it's just as hard. And, and you look up the calorie count because it's a lot of uphill climbing. We're basically climbing, um, what is that, the Blue Ridge Mountain for the most part? Climbing up. Appalachian Trail. Well, Appalachian Trail is on the Rich mountain. Um, so it's a lot of climbing, but God, it's beautiful and it's just peaceful and it's not as hot in there. And so I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that Kenny's able to get out there and do it with me again. Yeah, it's awesome. Kenny, uh, I've seen you and Brittany have put up some monster elliptical rides. How's elliptico and, and hiking going for you? So elliptico is great. Um, it actually is a, um, you know, non-impact type workout. And, um, of course, hiking is just like today. It was the first time I've ever gotten to the point where my knees were like actually shaking and like jello. So I know I actually did a lot of a lot of uh, work today climbing up and down. But uh, I've always had problems going down that I've had going up. 
So it's just getting back into the routine of doing stuff. And probably muscle build up, but I also got to remember I've got, you know, some torn meniscus in the knee. So I have to kind of take it easy and whatnot. But uh, as far as the lift to go goes, that's, that's money. That's, that's good for me. I don't like, I don't like being slunched over on a, uh, on a, uh, a road bike. I like, I like being able to stand up and, you know, it's, it's a better fit for me anyways. Right. And for our runners that aren't familiar with the Elliptigo, it's a uh, stand-up bike of sorts that uh, mimics the running feeling, kind of like if you were at the gym on an elliptical. Uh, elliptical. So it's uh, kind of nice because you get out, you, you get, get the, the outdoors. Yeah, I can't do but 20 minutes, 20 minutes in the gym on an elliptical machine. And I like the elliptical machine, but 20 minutes on board, I'm done. We've done, you know, hours and hours, 40 yeah. to 50 miles on the elliptical lift a go machine it's just a completely different feel and so excitement. much so much so that i want to keep on going and uh yeah. Brittany makes me turn around so <laughs> <laughs> no but it's nice you get that outdoor feeling you yes. you yeah. you uh, you're not staring at a uh, tv or something in the yes. gym for that long so no it's it's great it's great to hear it's good that uh you've been able to find something uh for a lot of our listeners that may not know kenny has torn meniscus and yep, yep. One or both knees? Both knees. Both knees. And so it really has sidelined his running running abilities. But, yeah, it's great that you've you found some hiking and some lip to go to keep you going. Yeah. I mean, it's – I'm sure it had a lot to do with, like, bad form as far as running goes and uh, probably some improper footwear and running wear that I was, you know, in the early stages that kind of did the damage. And uh, having to run on treadmills and stuff, being in the military and on deployment. So it's a combination of a little bit of everything. So, And we're not talking like top-of-the-line treadmills, right? Uh, no, no, no. Now these, <laughs> these treadmills skip. So when you plant your foot down, your, weight, your weighted foot down for the next you know, run, uh, it, the treadmill actually skips forward and rocks back. So it actually kind of hyperextends your knee. So Yeah, that sounds like that might have been the, uh, a big probably, part of the uh, issue, probably, honestly. Probably I found it very apropos that there was a Facebook post of you guys um, today that showed like a memory from years ago of you running together. Yeah. And so it's making me very happy that you found something that you guys can do together again and seeming more like yourself and all that kind of stuff. It's just good. Good. It's good. I mean, I'm not done with running. Right. Right. I realized that I just, I needed to, to take that break. I needed to, to just find, myself again and so i will run again i'll run a half i don't know i honestly don't know if i'll ever run a full but i'll run halves with friends and stuff it just won't be my my full focus mm-hmm. so. that's not a bad thing at no. all no, it's not yeah. it's good i mean you maybe you will get to a point it's hard to say you know never say never right but right. you know it's just one of those things you just you Take the moment as it is right now and, and uh, work from there as opposed to just trying to impose like, oh, I've got to I've got to sign up for a marathon because my friends are doing it or right. I've got to do this or that. It's, hey, this is where I'm at. This is uh, what I enjoy doing and uh, I'm going to keep doing this and progress this way. And, you know, maybe someday I'll get back into doing something different. Yeah, that's fantastic. What about you guys? You yeah, Donna, Donna, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I have also found the trails and not as much. I mean, I guess I don't know if you call it hiking or walking or whatever, but just feeling like we have been stuck inside going outside has been just my escape from everything and, and a necessity on a daily basis for sure. Um and I've still been running, but I certainly haven't been running as much. And I think it's because there's no real races that I'm training for, per se. And so that gives me a little bit less of motivation to do it, or at least to do it hard, you know, like to right. to work at it. Like, I still do it because I enjoy it, but I'm not doing it. I don't like feel like feel I'm like doing it to get like better. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that, but I even feel like there I drive other places instead of just being in my neighborhood or I because I just I just feel this like I'm so antsy because we're not supposed to be going anywhere. And it makes me a little bit insane. So um, it's just been really nice to get up and like 
another thing I've really been enjoying, I guess you just wrap nature up together all at once is like either sunrises or sunsets. So I've been getting up and out earlier so I can catch a sunrise or um, now that I'm back at work, even more so I'm finding, I don't know if wearing that mask all day long at work makes like takes more out of me. But when I come home from work, I feel like I'm good for nothing. So if I don't exercise before I go to work, it typically yep. doesn't happen when I get home. And um, so that's been kind of forcing me up and out too. And I, I just love that feeling so much better than um, coming home and having it hang over my head. And then I'm dragging or I don't want to do it or I don't. And then I feel guilty. So it's just been you know, it's been a little bit of a change in that sense. Um, and I still am looking for, you know, we had joined a gym again, right in February. So I think we got a good <laughs> three weeks or so out of actually going to the gym. I think John has gone one time. Um, but I was doing a lot of their Zoom classes during this whole thing. And I really enjoyed that. We did boot camp and um, some other stuff. And so it was good for a trade off of, of running. But once I've been, now that I'm back at work, it just doesn't jive with my schedule. So kind of froze that. I know we can go back to the gym. I'm not quite ready to go there with a mask on. Um, oh, so, you have to wear a mask today. Yeah, you got to wear it the whole time you're there. Bars, luckily you do not, but I went ahead and canceled anyway. So. Yeah, so I just froze our membership for like six months and um, and I'm um, doing some other stuff. And yeah, yeah we'll, just, we'll just see when we feel good about getting back there. Well, that's about it. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I've been running, mostly running. That's kind of been a little bit of a stress relief. I've actually been working probably more and harder uh, through this time frame, uh, just given the nature of my line of, line of work. And, and so that actually has been super stressful to the point that I uh, haven't really been able to really pause ever and kind of soak in the changes that we're really facing. And so I think it's just added to some anxiety and some pressure, you know, just to kind of keep up with running, keep doing this, you know, a house. I mean, I just found myself uh, being a little bit more of a cranky pants than normal. And it's tough. I mean, mood swings have been, especially March and April. I mean, they were just all over the place. And I know that's pretty normal for everyone, but it's, it's kind of tough to, uh, to find that balance and just constantly feel like you're on edge, you know, for most of the day. So, uh, running has helped maintain a lot of that. And, uh, I guess when we last spoke, the Boston marathon had been canceled and was, uh, rescheduled and was going to be this, uh, big, uh, fall festival of marathons to be yeah. going on in September and, uh, was halfway through the summer that the, uh, Boston Marathon, along with uh, many of the other ones, started either canceling outright or going to some sort of virtual event. And so, yeah, so nothing on the calendar running wise, but I kept running and ended up finding uh, some old friends uh, that I knew. They're much younger than I. Uh, they're also involved in the local cross country team for our, our high school. And so I started running with some younger guys and uh, much, much faster than I. And that's been appealing because we've had some really great runs and conversations and just reconnecting a little bit on a human element in that. I mean, not able to go to these races and connect with other runners, not able to see friends and stuff. So it's been nice to, to reconnect with some local runners and get some big runs. And I did encounter a little bit of an injury about six, seven weeks ago. So I went from running to doing a lot of rehab strength training and uh, bicycling and I got the crappiest old mountain bike that I'm trying to push on the roads <laughs> just doesn't work I think it was like two weeks ago I was uh, I think I had like four or five rides in that week and almost five hours worth and I tell you today if you asked me to sit on a bike <laughs> I would just I would just break out in a sweat. Like, Get an elliptigo. Oh, the elliptigo has been, I've been uh, talking to my wife. I'm like, man, I, I really think I need an elliptigo at this point. If, if I have to ride a bike one more time this week, you. 
my bottom areas just aren't feeling the greatest. And it's, it's like, oh my God. So I'd break out into sweat. Like the other, uh, last weekend, I was going to sit on the spin bike, just get a quick spin workout in 30 minutes. I sat on it. I turned the dial. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. My, it hurts so bad. And it was like a week after. And here I am like two weeks after it still hurts. I don't know how people do it. I'm sure bike shorts would help. Yeah. You don't have bike shorts. No, they don't know. They don't they help, help some. Not, they help some, but you can also find different saddles. Yeah, yeah, but also like spin class. I don't like teachers that keep you in the saddle the whole time. I I need to be standing up and going. I don't I don't want to be sitting. They call sitting on the seat the saddle. Um, I hate that, which is probably again why I like the elliptico so much. Which they mm-hmm. have a bike version too, and you're standing up. But the the one that you you know that I have is more like a, a really great um, cross training for running. Yeah, I think if I were to get a lip to go, it would be the uh, long stride so I could closely mimic the stride of running without the impact. I don't mind riding a bike. In fact, I really wanted to enjoy it, but it's it's a matter of getting a quality bike and probably a much better saddle to to sit on because I don't think this one (laughs) is probably like a two or three hundred dollar bike that was purchased, you know, who knows where. I don't even remember, but uh, and it's old. I mean, I'm go. I'm trying to pedal up hills and trying to crank this thing on flats to go fast, and just it's pokey, <laughs> and it hurts my butt. <laughs> but I'm back to running a little bit more, more frequently, and rejoined my uh, my young runners. So I guess life is good. I'm starting to adapt a little bit to work. It's still miserable, but way to be essential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like one of eight in my building that used to hold 300. So yay. Yeah. I, it's, I struggle with that term essential. I mean, I think I oh, I'm definitely, not yeah, I mean, definitely it. I could see it's, you know, it's necessary and stuff, but the word essential to me kind of puts it, uh, puts it on the same level, like doctors, nurses and stuff. Right. And that's just like, not, I mean, just not it. I mean, uh, so I don't know, but I, I get it. it. And yeah, it's business is just, it's not fun, but it's work. So. Yeah. So the young kids don't make you feel old when you run with them. Oh, uh, they make me feel old. They do <laughs> make me feel old. <laughs> yeah. They, they make me feel old. Um, most of the kids that we were running with are collegiate athletes. So they have since left to go back to school unknown whether their cross country seasons are actually going to take off or not. But, but yeah, I felt old. <laughs> you wear your short shorts with them. Um, <laughs> That's a yes. Not the, not the shortest shorts, uh, not the split shorts. You save those for Boston. Yeah. I save the, those are race material shorts, right? Those are for, <laughs> Those for the uh, the rolling hills of Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, no, but nothing exciting. But just just taking it day by day. I think that's all we can do these days. I still think we've come a long way since March, though. Yeah, I think there. I think. Uh, I think recently we're all starting to kind of heal from it. Yeah, you mentioned uh, traveling up to Colorado, and and Donna mentioned you know frustrating you know just trying to find places, and we've been back and forth and just trying to take like mini vacations even locally, and we've been back and forth on going to Walt Disney World, uh, seeing that you know we feel more confident and safety on airplanes as far as keeping clean, and uh, you know. This, honestly, I mean, I think Disney World has to be considered to be a success and universal right. for their reopenings uh, and, and not seemingly not contributing to a large spread. But um, but yeah, we just never really felt comfortable fully to do that. And I honestly, I think some of it is how they would, you know, you'd be judged on it. But oh, I just a lot on Facebook. I, in fact, I said nothing because I yeah. thought I was going to be judged heavily mm-hmm. by yeah. especially certain friends for going. Um, and then it got to be a point where I was like, I don't care. Like it, it, I felt completely fine in the airport. I felt completely fine on the plane. I mean, I granted I'm not as, as crazed about this as everybody else, but I think that everybody was doing the right thing. So I, I had no fear, um, you know, the way that the, the plan was, I think that, you know, I know airline lines right now are talking about not, 
not keeping that middle seat open. So people worry about that. But Southwest, they're still uh, keeping that middle seat free. So holler. Yeah, for a couple more months they are. I had the same issue. I did go to Disney last week and I didn't post anything about it because of the same reason. But then this morning I went up to a local park to go run or walk around it. And there were multiple either flag football or rugby teams playing up there. Not a mask in sight. And, you know, the whole time we were at Disney, we had a mask on. The whole time we were traveling there, we had a mask on. I mean, we did everything that we could to keep things safe and whatever. I suppose there's, you know, there's always the chance. But it's very hard to know what's the right thing to do when you got that happening here, even though I I just, I, well, I don't know. You know care so all the the peewee leagues are back to playing the volleyball fields the basketball fields you know everybody's back um and you can't wear a mask and you can't ask kids the only thing that they're doing is the parents aren't allowed on the field they have to sit behind the gates and social distance around the field that way um well this was all full-fledged adults this wasn't even a kids league this was this was just plain old adults so i don't know it's it's hard to know not to mention i'm at I'm at the Disney store every day. And so I'm like the same people are going to come in, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, whatever. You have to get me a Hulk mask, by the way. Oh, yes. I was going to tell you. I, could. I, just I saw, saw you Ian, ask about that. I'll get you with that. I want, yeah. I want it okay. so bad. I'll get one tomorrow. Hulk smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, it's uh, back in March when we were recording, it was like, okay, just shut everything down for a couple of weeks and we'll try to regroup and get out of this. And I think it was clear shortly after all that thought that we were probably uh, as a nation well beyond that point and just collectively getting, you know, every single person kind of on the same page didn't seem like it was even going to be an option. So, I mean, at this point, it's like, all right, we can't shut the entire country down for a year. So, you know, if you're able to work within it and being super cautious, I, you know, as, as well, and I know you could still get it traveling, even if you're wearing a mask and hand sanitizing, I mean, it's still a possibility, but hopefully uh, the rapid testing, I think just got it approved. So hopefully things continue to progress and we could slowly start to uh, start to get back to some exciting stuff. I think people need to get away, right? Like we're all used to vacationing so much and being stuck in your home and not being able to go anywhere, you know, it gets to you. I needed that Colorado trip Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think you've got to find new things to do. Like not, you know, we're all used to going to Disney or or amusement parks or, you know, the beach even. Maybe we need to find more, more, you know, camping, like, like out somewhere, get a, rent a cabin somewhere and, you know, just you're still away and you can go and enjoy nature or something different where you're more remote. You're not around a bunch of people. Right. Um, you know, we did that. We went to Helen, Georgia, which they have the tubing and all that. But we just found like an Airbnb cabin and went there for the for the weekend just to get away, you know, something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm encouraging people to go and, you know, don't feel like you have to stay inside, but find something in between. I think a lot of people are doing that. I know RV sales are up and even rentals. You can hardly get one these days because people are doing that. I mean, it's a good idea. It's great. It's it's nice if you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you got to balance the mental health aspect of everything right. with, yep. with work. And I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, it's who knows how much longer this goes on. Uh, and I mean, there's some people that are speculating will be masked through most of next year and you know same with disney world they may be reduced capacity through most of next year and And so and so you know it's hard to say so you know take care of yourself and whether you know you've got to find uh some new exercises or some new um getaway spots to to maintain that balance that is just absolutely important so and I, th- yeah, I think for each of us, uh, you know, maybe the five months was probably good to to allow us each to kind of process our own lifestyles. I know we're all kind of in different boats, but dealing with a lot of the same stuff. So it's good to hear everybody's in a good spot or a better spot. So what's that mean for the podcast? That's a great question. 
Thank you for asking, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We don't know, right? Uh, who knows? But uh, I think we talked about and we've had a couple of conversations during that five months. It's not like we just picked up the phone today and just started uh, discussing it again. We've had off and on conversations. You know, in March, those first couple of weeks when we took a little break, we were cranking out some segment ideas and putting some thoughts together. And, you know, and honestly, now some of that stuff kind of feels like a bit out of place. But yeah, we had conversations recently and just, I mean, I think this as well as, you know, finding the getaway and finding the exercise, this is a little bit of an outlet for ourselves and, right. you know, sure. maybe for our listeners, um, just to kind of keep conversation going, keep the, uh, human elements going or the human communication going. Cause I don't know about you three, but for myself, when I get a little stressed out or, you know, it could be a, it could be a really tense sporting match. It could be, um, some stress at work. I will clam up and shut down. And it's not necessarily that I'm trying to close everything off. It's that I really just like try to process and I process to myself internally so much. And when your head is just spinning with thoughts, it's hard to get out of it sometimes. And you kind of sit there and lo and behold, it's five months later and you've, you've barely talked to local friends and you've barely socialized on social media. Um, yeah, you feel a little, little disconnected. And so, uh, for me, I think if we're able to move forward with the podcast, I think that would be super helpful kind of reconnecting. Are you going to like undo your nose too? Are you trying to get the boogers out? Oh, your hands. <laughs> what? I, I have I have a lot of nervous habits, and uh, not really nervous habits, but just twitches, right? And one of them, I'll either tap my foot, or you know, I can't tap anything right now because I create extra noise that I have to like try to edit out. And so I've got this uh, got little booger picker. Yeah, this little booger picker that's been sitting here for who knows how long, and it's just like, just oh my like God, I'm gonna send you an orchestra ball. <laughs> it's like a fidget spinner, but in a uh, squishy booger picker form. <laughs> Gosh, we're glad you're back, Ryan. Uh, we know that yeah. about you now, right? Because I don't think that we really, or I didn't know that you yeah, didn't get just, quiet, and we worried about you. But you know, we're, we were all dealing with stuff, so. I'm just glad Donna was the one who broke the ice and we're back. We're back. Yeah. I can't, I can't say like this whole thing between not being able to go places and not seeing people or not interacting with really people I want to be interacting with. It's been a lot. Like it just is, I mean, I know everybody's dealing with the same thing, but this was, um, this was a big deal. This was, I mean, this is important and this is, Oh, it's important to me and it's fun. That's, that's another big thing. Like, what can I do that's going to equal fun? And right. I, anything I can glean onto that allows me to do that, I'm going to do it. So Donna, how many photos have you taken since March? <laughs> <laughs> Not as many as she wants to. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, uh, she- you were, you were, um, your photo and Aaron's photo was on, what, what was that? I just saw it on Facebook. Where you guys did the hand thing, like you're oh, uh, well, we, were, we yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a um, it was part of our so you know, the running skirts I use, the sparkle athletic running skirts I'm always in. We were running with um, it was Aaron and I and six other girls who did a virtual race up along the Pacific Crest Trail. So we ran from the bottom of California basically all the way up. And, um, when we finished it, we all did that picture where we were kind of high-fiving each other, the whole group of us. So that was kind of fun to do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you have done some in-person racing, right? Recently? Well, no, that, that, was virtual. that was virtual. Oh, that was a virtual race. I have done two in-person races in the last month and a half or so, both put on by the same company up here in Baltimore. I mean, I drove an hour and a half for both of them. They were five Ks. You might think I'm crazy, but again, it's that whole fun element and just the feeling of um, a little bit of normalcy or of just seeing people. Um, both races I ran with Jen Hall, and um, so was able to met her, meet her up there, 
And so again, it's just kind of seeing a familiar face is is a nice thing. The first race was done at night and it was called a Moonlight 5K and it was really pretty and it was all through trails and um, it was right at dusk. So again, I got my sunset in there and they, they did an excellent job of keeping everybody socially distanced. You only had um, like a window of these of like five or 10 minutes where they would let five people off at a time. So it was a really small field of runners, but, um, but it was just, it was just fun to be in that kind of setting again and to feel like you were in a race, even if, you know, you get to the finish line and they had like the tiny little bottles of water sitting on a table. They were like, take one and see ya. Like, don't (laughs) hang around. We don't want you sticking around here, but it was just, it was a good, it was, it was good. It was good for my soul. It was good for, to, to like kind of refresh and, um, and do that kind of stuff again. So it was good. We've started to see a few in-person races, um, start to spring up here. Most of them seem to be in the national parks. Uh, I know we've had some friends that have gone out to Colorado. I think there's one coming up here in the Smokies. Um, so those would be kind of nice. I think you could get some social distancing in at those locations and still have some of the excitement surrounding a race a race environment. When do you guys think it'll come back? Come back? <sighs> like I, I, I still that can't question. believe that people are signing up. I couldn't believe they signed up for January. I couldn't believe. I mean, I get them signing up for Princess. Um, I think that even Star Wars was a little mm. hopeful, but I think that would be the first one that I would have considered. Yeah, I think I think my thought on as far as run Disney races, I think probably uh, wine and dine next fall is probably going to be the first one that's going to really feel like a race. Star Wars is close, but man, right now we're just a few months away from, you know, four months away from January for a marathon weekend. And that it seems like it's impossible to figure out how that's going to happen. Right. And Princess is not far behind it. What, a month so later. Far behind. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to see Princess in January happen at this point where we're at. I mean, it would, it would, it would take. We're sorry, would, Donna. I know. I'm just going to remain hopeful. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> I'm the poor sap who signed up for both of them. I know. But well, I uh, have to, right? Um, well, the actually marathon weekend, I only signed up for the 10 K and I, I did that, um, just so that I could feel somewhat okay about, you know, it wasn't a huge sum of money. It wasn't like I, I went dopey or anything. I was just kind of saying, I'm going to kind of like put my foot in the water and I'll have this here. And that way, if it run, if it, if it's going to happen, I'm going to get to run it. And if it doesn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't invest a lot. Yeah. Um, princess was a no brainer. I wasn't going to lose my, you know, if that happens, I was not going to lose my status as a legacy. And that's, you know, that's my big one with my daughter and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and again, I'll just, I'll just kind of stay hopeful about it and see what happens. I feel like, you know, I I agree with Brittany. I, there was no thought in my mind as far as signing up for January, seeing where we were at at the time registration opened up, but Run Disney, to their credit, I think has done pretty well. Um, a lot of the other major, uh, big races have done pretty well as far as giving runners options, um, right. you know, getting the money back. So, I mean, in some cases, yeah, but man, I don't know. Just knowing that that money is tied up in a race that's not likely to happen, just kind of, uh, I'd rather just not worry about the stress and dealing with the fallout whenever it gets eventually canceled or whatnot. So I hope I'm wrong. Right. I I hope January goes off and I'll tell you what right now, if January does, I'll try to find a way to come down and cheer. Yay. Same for me. (laughs) But well, I think that, you know, that might be, that might be the other thing in the back of my mind is that, well, if it doesn't happen, at least I'm getting a trip out of it, (laughs) you know, so I'll still plan to go. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've seen Run Disney do a limited registration as far as the amount of bibs, a, a big cut in what is believed to be uh, uh, from their original allotment of bibs from previous years. So it's possible that if something like January or Princess is able to go off, that maybe things start opening up and they add a few more bibs down the road. But 
Um, yeah, I, I really hope we're wrong on that. It just it's just hard to see. I mean, we've been in it for so long now at this point. It's hard to see between now and January things turning around that quickly. But who knows? Let's see. Some local 5Ks happening as well in person. Donna mentioned a couple of them that she's run in her area. I've seen a few of them pop up in the St. Louis area. They tend to be a little bit more on the trail side um, Mm -hmm. and much smaller gatherings. Um, So it's nice to at least have something there if you're comfortable enough to get out and uh, take part in those. So hopefully we'll see a few more of those pop up, give people more options in more areas. Yeah, I keep looking for more. I haven't seen I haven't seen any others pop up though. We'll see. I haven't seen any bike races. I was looking for that. I kind of am more surprised that there's not more bike races because I feel like that's an easier way to keep away from people. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but when I I know when I've done some of those bike, you know, like 25 or 50 k's, there I'm. It's only me and my little group of friends. You know, they, right. they you quickly spread out so i feel like it could I, i'm i've been kind of surprised that they haven't done more of those but most of the ones that i've registered for before are all just oh you can go virtual you can go ride it by yourself well i wonder you know have we seen a race that has stops right because bike races if you're doing the long ones you you're right have rest areas and you gotta right. have fuel areas and stuff like that so just like a half or a full where you need the, those water stations and the goose stops and stuff like that you know, have we seen any, I guess we should ask Brian Marks. I think he's the only one that's done a half that I've seen. And um, I feel like he had to carry his own I water. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. I imagine you're carrying it. I've seen some that have provided some food, but they're like pre-packaged. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's nobody, nobody getting hands or germs anywhere close to the food. Yeah. So in that case. yeah, you're right, Brittany. Now that I think about that, that's the best part of the bike tours that I've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These huge aid stations with all the sandwiches and well, everything they had. The after party. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, yeah, it just sucks right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day. Does. Did you guys hear about this, uh, nun in Chicago? Okay. I couldn't <laughs> believe that article. First of all, she she did it in three and a half hours, a marathon on a treadmill, right? But that yeah. wasn't even her PR. It was like a two something. Holy cow! And she said she didn't even train really, right? Yeah, she didn't yeah. train. She, she didn't really train. feel winded. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. So, Runner's World, Speedy Chicago Nun runs a treadmill marathon and raises more than a hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. What was the race that she normally runs? And raises money for is it Chicago? Sister Stephanie Belega? I'm really butchering that last name. I'm sure Belega, talented ru- runner and nun with the mission of Our Lady of Angels on Chicago's West Side, ran a treadmill marathon on Sunday, August 23rd, to raise money for the mission's community outreach. She finished in three hours and 33 minutes, running in her church's basement, and raised more than a hundred thousand dollars for her cause. The day after her run. She was back up on her feet, moving boxes, food for the mission's uh, weekly food distribution. So, incredible. But yeah, you, afterwards, Runner's World asked her how she's feeling. And her response <laughs> when that great. question was, you know, marathony. I'm mostly sore because I didn't train. Great. Not necessarily because of where I ran. <laughs> Bless her heart. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Uh. A treadmill marathon. Kitty knows all about those. I think angels were carrying her. Yeah, right. <laughs> three hours and thirty-three minutes. That's pretty, pretty solid for no training on a treadmill in a cold basement. I imagine it's cold, right? Basements feel dampy and cold, but that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm impressed. Way to go, Sister Stephanie. <laughs> So another story that I just caught my attention, um, much more disappointing uh, and unfortunate, is an Arkansas woman was running in uh, her local area and was killed uh, from an attacker. She just took off from her home in Jackson County, Arkansas, and her body was discovered two days later. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. 
I, I was thinking about that just because it's not the first one that's happened either no. as of late. And, um, you know, it's obviously disturbing anytime, but right now when there's so many people out running and you think, Oh, I'm finally doing something good for myself. And now you have to worry, not that you didn't before, but you know, when it's brought to your attention again, I actually just bought one of those, some, there's some silicone ring that has a big pointy thing underneath it called go guard that you can wear so that you can like use it against people. If you, Absolutely have to. Oh, you should post that. Yeah, I will once I get it. I didn't get it in yet, but yeah, that's a big reason why I don't run. You know, my my time to run is so limited. You know, morning or night, and in the morning it's just so dark and honestly scary. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable like I did back in Suffolk. Here, um, so I, you know, that's just a big part of why I, I can't find the time to run. You know, I could run in the middle of the day when it's hundred degrees. Um, but I have tried to run in the morning and it's just, it's, it's, it's off putting. So. Yeah, this definitely isn't the first in recent years. And I don't know if it's these, that these stories are hitting more mainstream media and, and getting in front of more eyes or what, but this is certainly um, unfortunate and honestly very sad to read. And as a white male, I have no idea what it's like to be female and running. I have had never any concern of uh, being endangered, whether it be here locally around my town or in St. Louis or uh, when I go on vacation and different locations. Um, the worst I think that I felt uncomfortable was getting hit by a car because I'm close to traffic or wildlife of some sort. But it's unfortunate that some people unfortunately have to deal with this and, and this has to be on their mind. And as you mentioned, Brittany, planning out your run in advance, you know, being able to choose the time or day. I really enjoy running early in the morning and even when it's dark and in the winter, you almost have no choice as it gets dark. So for so long, but, uh, but yeah, during the summer, it's more enjoyable to get out before the sun comes up and, yeah, it's unfortunate that not everyone feels safe enough to, to do that. So no, and I, I did start running with, um, mace the last couple of times I've gone out, but I just know I'm going to spray myself. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I really do. And so I, I it doesn't help me. <laughs> I know you wish I would. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, in this article, there was a couple of options that, that were mentioned as far as, Tips to stay safe while on a run, and and one of them was ditching the headphones. Yeah. Do either of you run in, run with headphones? I do. Yes, I but do. I run with those treks. Um, or whatever whatever they're called, where they sit on your, your aftershocks. Phone. Oh, aftershocks. yeah. So I mean, unless you've got a Prius or or you know a Tesla, I'll hear you coming. Mm-hmm. Can you hear a person though? Yes. Yeah. I uh, see. I I try to remember to take one ear out, and I don't always I'm, i mean probably majority of the time i don't but because there are times when somebody will just come up behind me just you know because they're running too and i it spooks me but because i'm not i'm not hearing them so i either have to change my headphones or figure out a way to take one out unless they're angels and barely touching the ground man i mean <laughs> you know or don't have it all the way up yeah right? i mean sometimes we do get lost in the music and our running and stuff so they'll still start you but yeah, those things are great because you you really can have them fairly loud and still mm-hmm. hear, you know, everything around you. Yeah. I try to keep awareness when I'm running and being mindful that there's other runners either in front uh, that I may be approaching. And I try to be uh, alarming. I'll either scuff my foot on the ground to to make the noise or if they do have headphones, I'll I'll try to keep my distance and run on the opposite side of the road or even say, you know, on your left or on your right, just to give them indication early enough that I'm not going to startle them. I mean, it, it seems to be a, a bigger problem in the winter again, whenever things get darker, longer in the morning. So yeah. Another tip was avoid baggy clothes and pointy tails. Yeah. Anything they can grab. I have to wear the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> could you do it? Like, could you do it in a bun or a, like make it I closer to your head? I guess. I mean, now it's so effing long. I'm even yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I could. But we knew that. We we had a girl trip years ago. And uh, the three tips was um, look the person in the eye. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was, it was always look the person in the eye and don't wear a ponytail. And one of the girls would never look anyone in the eye. And she always wore the pony, ponytail. So we knew she was the one who was going to get murdered. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Opt for clothing that's form-fitting that doesn't have a hood and opt for hair in a side braid or low ponytail or tucked up and underneath your cap. It makes it more difficult for somebody to grab a hold of you. Right. And you look them in the eye so that you can ID them. And there's something about looking them in the eye that kind of turns them off. Right, right. Attacking you. You know, it's that whole identification. Well, I think you become like a person. Right, you connect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you connect and you probably also... Uh, give a signal that hey, I I see you. I'm aware of you, mm-hmm. and they move on. Yep. Yeah. Switch up your routine. Yeah. Running the same routes every day. It's I love Strava. I enjoy it because it's kind of the social media of uh, running or fitness activity, and I enjoy seeing other people's workouts and runs and whatnot. And boy, you share that information openly and all your routes are plastered there. So, so yeah, just make sure you're switching up your routine and run with a group of friends. Sometimes that's not an option though, right? It's not an option. I need running friends around here. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, even when I go on the trails, uh, there's a couple of them that I won't go on unless I'm with my, a friend of mine. You know, I just won't go out there by myself because I just don't feel completely comfortable. Which I hate because yeah. I would love to just go out there on my own, but there's too many woods and too many ditches that I can be thrown into. So yeah. I always used to do that as I'm running, like, oh, there's a good place to hide the body. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun tip. That's fun. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think your mind goes there sometimes, you know? Yeah. Use your body to protect yourself. Run or walk powerfully with your shoulders back. Head up, making eye contact with every person in your path. So as you mentioned earlier, Brittany, making eye contact. Do you find that harder to do now with the whole mask thing? Because I feel like when people have masks on, they don't want to look at you. You automatically are kind of like, mm. it's yeah, like a, it's a weird that. feeling. And you, you're forced to clear the path. Yeah. Right? Normally you'd say hi and run past each other. Now somebody's got to move all the way over so that they have almost the right of way. Um, on the trail. Yeah. And I usually turn my back on them and kind of look down. So I'm not breathing in their direction. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm the one that doesn't have the mask. <laughs> I don't typically wear a mask on a trail. I guess I'm just thinking like we have some like, um, sidewalks that are more paved to become walking trails, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll bring a mask with me. And if I see a person, I put the, I put it on, but I find that people just don't want to look you in the face. If you have a mask on, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Honestly, I, a lot of these thoughts, I'm aware of them, but I don't, because I don't actively think about them before each run. I'm sure there's other ones that are beyond these five we mentioned here, Brittany, you mentioned uh, Mace and Donna, you mentioned the ring that you purchased. I'm curious if you've got any other thoughts, inputs, things that you guys think about each of your runs that might be helpful. Just be aware and notice people. You know, I had guys that would be driving when I was running in Suffolk and there was one day that I literally posted, if I die, it's this car Mm. (laughs) with this license plate. Just, yeah, just, um, you know, some people have the ability to allow their spouses to track their run. So if, if the yeah. spouse sees that they've stopped for a period of time, you know, they can kind of call and make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that either, but he's a great stalker. So I have no doubt that if I was <laughs> missing for quite some time, he'd be able to figure out where I was. I think Garmin and Strava both have a feature. I think Garmin's got one, and I know Strava has the beacon, which will actually send signals to someone that you can provide a phone number to when you're running. And basically, they can track you. I think they even get alerts on it. So right. 
I imagine features like that in your running app uh, would be incredibly helpful to uh, to loved ones who may be concerned with uh, each time you're heading out the door. I know a lot of these uh, new, I don't know about the Androids, but I knew the, the new iPhones, I'd say new, I'd say like 10 and maybe newer. If you click your uh, power button six times uh, sequentially in an order, oh, you know, right. like, yeah. in a row, it automatically sends out an SOS. So if you're ever in, you know in a point where you're in trouble, you know, out running around or whatever, you can always send out a, a distress signal. And I right. think Android, I think Android has something similar. I mean, they all have the same thing, just for personal protective type thing. But um, you should look into what your phone can do, and uh, you know, let other people know where you're going as well. Uh, in addition to, and then just be safe. You know, keep keep uh, aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and on iPhone, for iPhone users out there, if you go into your settings, there's an emergency SOS, and that's what Kenny was mentioning, and making sure you fill out some emergency contacts, phone numbers. I got my parents, I got my wife in there, and I've actually, I've accidentally uh, triggered that uh, when we were in Cincinnati for the Flying Pig 10K. I was walking across the bridge, and I think I had my phone, uh, I was holding it amongst them thousand other things in my hand and I accidentally triggered it and it called my dad and my dad got the phone call and then uh, he called me back. He's like, Ryan, everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in Cincinnati just walking across the bridge. He's like, okay, I, I just got an emergency <laughs> alert. Just wanted to check in. So well, at least yeah, it that's works. A, yeah, that's a, that's a great tip there, Kenny. Yeah. The, the biggest thing about that whole thing is this uh, situational awareness. Just know where you are and let people know where you are. I mean, aside, aside from phones, but yeah. Anything else, Donna? No, well, I, you know, I have to give credit to Laura Fry. I saw her. She was the one who um, had that ring on that made me go ahead and order it. And she had a couple other things. She had a road ID that she wears, um, which I have and I never, ever put on. And she even said, like, I always run in my sparkle skirts just because it's something that makes me have fun when I'm running. And she said that she will now start wearing it so that people will remember her. Like if something were to happen to her, they would be able to say, I saw this girl wearing a sparkly skirt or whatever color it is and um, just may help in, you know, God forbid. Identifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, She had that and she had some mace too. I think there's a little, you know, thing that you can just put on your, on a running belt or can they attach Yeah, mine is very small, like a Mm keychain type mace. I I, I really know I'm going to spray myself. I can't stress that enough. I wanted to spray Kenny. Like, I feel like he should let me test it out on him. I mean, the Navy tested it out on him. (laughs) Exactly. Three more times. Uh, Oh, goodness. Or they won't need to know. I'm just going to be like, stand still. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, you definitely just need to be aware and not... You know, it's unfortunate because it's easy, I think, when you're running to just zone out and be yeah. like, oh, I'm just out here to relax and de-stress and I'm not going to think about anything. And the next thing you know, you know, you don't know where you were really going or what you're doing and how did I get here? So it's much more important to keep your wits about you. Travel in like high populated areas. I mean, I know running is a personal thing and, and right now you're not supposed to be you know, around people, but really it helps to be at a populated park or something where there's, you know, more people around. Again, why I don't run at five o'clock in the morning, there's just nobody around. Yeah. Um, And I did try to run at the park here, which is not open. um, And it was so eerie. It wasn't scary. Like somebody was going to murder me. It was more like Jurassic Park and and a dinosaur is about to come eat me. (laughs) Like that was the feel that I got. Um, I did end up going to another park that like is right. There's neighborhoods all around it. So there's, it's more people are there. It's not like nature and in the middle of nowhere, nobody's going to hear me scream. You know, these people hear me scream. Um, so go to places like that. Well, and you know, the soccer plex that you came with me to, Brittany, yeah. when we ran there, I, whenever I go there, I love to run there because it's so pretty and there's lots of trails and stuff, but I won't go on the outer rim ones because those are next to the woods. So right. if I'm with somebody or if John wants to come with me, then I'll go back there. But otherwise I stay only on the inner trails because I feel more safe in that, in those places. Right. And that's all we got to say about that. Yeah. Maybe we can end on a high note. 
Well, if, if anyone's listening to this and has some thoughts on any other suggestions for runner safety, let us know. And that will lead us into listener questions. Well, they've got nothing else to talk about. So it's time to hear from you, the listener. The Run Ohana Podcast. Listener questions. You would think after five months that we would have received an abundance of listener questions. I received one. You did? I did. Brian Marks was like, are you on a podcast? (laughs) I I mean, like literally this past week. I was like, really? It was the week before we started talking. I was like, well, I was for like a hot minute. (laughs) Well, we received zero listener questions. Did we even have an email for them? We do have an email address. I think we released it in earlier episodes, but we actually have a different one. The uh, new email address. You can send us feedback and questions. What What are some questions that listeners might want to send in to us? Ideas for new episodes. If we're going to record again. <laughs> How long between each episode? <laughs> are you going on another five-month hiatus? <laughs> If you have this questions, rambling noise I hear in the background. <laughs> what are we drinking? If you have questions or feedback, you can send it to us at aloha at runohanapodcast.com. That was your listener questions. It's so exciting. <laughs> Uh, check back in five months. We'll probably still have no questions. <laughs> well, winding down the show this episode, it was good. It was good to hop back on, have conversation. Good to connect. I don't know if we really left anything out. It was really a loose agenda in the conversation. Uh, but I wanted to share one thing. And that if you are a runner or if you're a trail runner, an ultra runner, you probably heard of Billy Yang. He does a lot of really cool YouTube videos, some documentaries. He'll document some races and really cool perspective from some individual runners or just overall a race in general. He also does some um, kind of meaningful uh, messages that he delivers through his videos in shorter uh, versions and He's been doing, last few years, he's been doing kind of these recaps, either at the end of the year or kind of going into the year expectations. And he did one at the beginning of this year, and I just watched it back a couple of weeks ago. And it was actually even more on point, I think, now than it was in January before all hell broke loose. The video is called Life on Your Terms, and I will put it in the show notes so everybody can click on that. Or if you're on YouTube, you can just search Life on Your Terms, and you probably should give Billy Yang a follow as well. He's got some great stuff. But in that video, one of the quotes that I thought that was really echoing a lot of of where we're at is Billy said, remember to prioritize human relationships above all else, your family, your friends, your running community. You do those things and you will look back on all a life well lived. Here, here. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much on point. And it's just, you know, you get caught up in so many things of life and we kind of lose sight of what is actually important. And those are the human relationships that we build over our life. And, um, you know, none of us really know when we're going and, and to, uh, to kind of live it in a uh, meaningful way to make connections and establish those relationships. I think it's just going to give some more reflection, especially in times when you're struggling and you've got to think back and man, we had some great races together. It was so much fun. Five years ago, we were doing the wine and dine half marathon at Disney, all dressed up in spaceship earth costumes. And it's just, you know, thinking back of those relationships that we built and, uh, Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Well, and I think I said this before that, especially now during the pandemic, because we don't know when we're going to see each other again, you know, and I think that we kind of always used to take that for granted. Oh, 
we have a race coming up. I'm going to see them then, you know, so maybe we don't check on each other that much because we know we're going to talk there and, and it'll be like time never passed. But, you know, now that we don't have that in sight, we don't know when we're going to see each other. It's more important than ever to reach out and just check in. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And if you are checking out Billy Yang's uh, video, Life on Your Terms, I highly, highly recommend you also check out The One Thing. So, cool stuff from Billy Yang. Thank you all for joining back together here on this episode, and uh, we hope you listeners enjoyed it as well. And I think for that, we will sign off. Until next time, folks. Aloha. Aloha. If you like what you heard today or in the past episodes back in March and beyond, feel free to find us on Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe and leave us a review. That would be swell. Even if you say no more five-month hiatus. <laughs> With that, peace. And chicken grease. Can I get a refund? <laughs> <laughs>